This is the Koinos Community Church Podcast. Subscribe so that you can join us regularly as we look to find ways to close the gap between who we are and who God longs for us to be. Oh, there it is. I guess I might have turned it off. Good morning. Hi. Um, so today may be one of those days, I can kind of feel it, um, you, there's a coffee drinking threshold, and I might have surpassed it just a little bit, because I'm feeling a little bit more jittery than normal, so um, just be forewarned. Okay, it's going to be fine. Um, so today we're talking about following, so Jesus said a lot of times, he said, follow me, and that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today. Um, you guys have all met people who wanted to be leaders that weren't leaders. Um, I, in my previous place of employment in Austin, um, I worked a lot with this one person and we would travel quite a bit, um, because I was a missions pastor for several years and we would travel and this person would travel with us and inevitably what would happen was this person would kind of get way out ahead of the group and we'd kind of lose this person. And I'm like, um, nobody's following you because we're going this way, <laughs> you know. And that, that happens because people are like, I want to go this way. I'm, we're, we're leading the charge. And, well, nobody's following you. First of all, you didn't ask us to go that way. But just because you're going that way doesn't mean everybody's going. And so I think about that a lot as I think about leading. Um, they say you could teach leadership, and I think that's probably true. Um, I should have learned more about it probably in my years of doing this, but so I'm not going to give you an expose on how to lead because obviously I'm not the greatest leader in the world. Um, but my ideas and thoughts surround following Jesus first. And so when I think about leadership and I think about following and I think about building, a, building something, I think about I want to be pointing people to Jesus. Um, I've been at too many places and too many churches where people were just following whoever was standing on this stage, not this stage specifically, but the stage on Sunday. And that person on that stage oftentimes disappoints. Um, Even if they're a good person, even if they're doing their best, even if they're trying their hardest, they're always going to let you down. And I know that personally from just my own 26 years in ministry that I've let people down. Um, I let people down probably this week, um, and I'll let people down within the next week or two as well. But that's not always a mark of our leadership. When Jesus says to follow me, he says it a lot throughout the, different, throughout the scriptures. And we're just going to look at one passage today, but we're also going to think about several other places where he talked about leadership. And I'm going to have to look up on the screen for the the scripture passage because I can't read this little bitty typing I have here. It says, Very truly I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life will lose it, and those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me. And where I am, there will my servant also be. Whoever serves me, the Father will honor. That's leadership 
101 for Jesus. There was a book written several years ago called Jesus CEO, and I'm not sure I really get that because what he built in the time that he was on earth uh, kind of all went away when he died, and then God did something amazing through the things that he taught his folks, but in his lifetime, they killed him. They didn't, he wasn't a CEO. He wasn't a CFO or a COO or a CMO or whatever those O's are. He was simply who he was. And he says to, to follow him, you have to serve him. And as you serve him, you're serving the Father. As you're serving is what those disciples learned as they served is how they led. See, he tells his disciples that the least of us will be the greatest in the kingdom. And then in the next, next slide, I want to show a couple of places where he says, the disciples left their vocations behind to follow Jesus. They left vocations behind. They oftentimes left family behind, not necessarily like they didn't leave their families, but they went and traveled around when their families weren't with them. Um, so when he asked them to follow them, they gave up a lot to follow after Jesus. And then the next slide says, those Jesus healed often asked if they could follow him. Sometimes he would say, yeah, come on. Or he, it didn't say he denied them that. But then there's other places in Scripture where he says, no, you go and tell your friends and neighbors what I've done for you. And so following him didn't mean they were necessarily like traveling around with him. There was women that traveled with him. And a lot of, actually the women had, some of the women had money. And so they were able to support the work that he was doing. It's not mentioned anywhere else that the men were actually contributing finances to this. So I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. Um, so not that the men are off the hook. They shouldn't have been off the hook. But anyways, another story, another day. But these people that he healed oftentimes wanted to follow after him. There was a, a couple of, um, there were, um, it's, there's one scripture where it even talks about blind people following Jesus and chasing after him. And they're like, I don't know how that's possible other than they just got swept up in the crowds. And so there's all these people that were wanting to follow after Jesus. There's these huge crowds that followed Jesus around. He'd go from one place to another. That's the next slide. Excuse me. He would go from one place to the other. Sometimes it was almost like he was trying to hide from these crowds. When they were, there was one time when he fed 5,000 people and he sensed, that they wanted to come and make him their king. Um, and Herod wouldn't have liked that, and neither would any of the Romans. But they were going to make him king, and he kind of just kind of went off and disappeared, right? And so the huge crowd wasn't important for him, as for his followers. They followed him up to a point, and then when things got difficult and hard, they left him. They didn't follow There's a scripture passage also that's in John that talks about Jesus um, saying some difficult things. And he's being questioned by some of the religious authorities. And those authorities um, are kind of saying, well, we're Abraham's son. You're the devil's son. And they are kind of having this back and forth. And Jesus talks about how he wants them. He, he's very, he'll use these metaphors in this hyperbole. And, and he gets misunderstood pretty often. And he talks about them eating his flesh and drinking his blood. And at that point, it says most of his disciples just kind of went away. And then Peter comes up to Jesus. Peter, uh, and then Jesus says to his disciples, are you going to go someplace too? And his disciples are like, Peter was like, where else will we go? You have the words of eternal life. 
And so some of them get it. Some of them continue to follow, even when they don't understand, even when things get difficult, even when things are kind of out of sorts for them, they continue to follow. And then, next slide. Some counted the cost and walked away. There's one more, one more. There's plenty of stories, but there's this, this man that, when I was a kid, I don't know what they, what they say in the Bible right now, because I, I didn't look at the heading for that one, but they'll have like a heading above some of the scripture passage, and they call it the rich young ruler. So this wealthy young man comes up to Jesus and says, I want to follow after you. And Jesus says, well, you've got to do this, this, and this. You have to follow all these commands and do all this stuff. You know, it's kind of like Jesus may be testing him. And he's like, well, I've done all these things. I've done them all since I was a young man, since I was a boy. And Jesus said, well, one thing you lack. Sell all your possessions and come follow after me. Now, I want you to know, Jesus doesn't say that to every single person he encounters. But he somehow knows what it is that's holding us back. So he tells this young man, sell all your stuff and come follow me. And the young man pondered it for a minute, and he said, he, he decided in his heart that he couldn't do that, and he walked away sad. And the disciples, again, come to him and said, well, if a rich person can't be a part of the kingdom, who can? And Jesus goes into an explanation about that. And Peter's like, we've left everything to follow you. And Jesus is like, yeah, you've left everything, and you're going to get the return on that investment through the good works that you're doing and that I will do through you. So there's all kinds of dynamics into following Jesus. Jesus had those 12 disciples. After he died, there was probably several hundred people that still were a part of that movement that he had built. And he didn't do it because he had a big Twitter following. He didn't do it because he was on Facebook. He didn't have a big, any kind of international platform. He was just somebody that people were drawn to because he loved them and he had compassion for them. He showed them a new way of living their lives. So in order to follow me, it says, <clears throat> he, there's one last episode. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's one last episode I want to share, and I think I've shared it in here before, because it's one of my favorites, because, it, again, it involves Peter. And Peter, Peter and I aren't very much alike, because I'm not nearly as brash as that guy, for sure. Um, I kind of say stuff off the cuff, obviously. But Peter... And John, this is after Jesus' crucifixion. This is at the end of the, end of the Gospel of John. Peter and John and the disciples were having, Peter's like, I'm going to go back and I'm going to go fishing. Because Jesus had died. They hadn't really seen him in a little while. And then Jesus appears on the beach. And they're having some, they're having some food together. And Peter tells Jesus he's sorry. He's like, I'm sorry I denied you those three times. And this is where he go, there's the back and forth, feed my sheep, feed my lambs, feed my sheep, care for my sheep. And, and Jesus um, tells Peter that he wants him to continue to follow him. And he says, what about this guy over here? What about John? Because he says something about John not, ever, not perishing until the kingdom has come or something like that. And Peter's like, well, what about, what about him? You don't worry about John. You worry about, you, you do what I tell you to do. And he tells Peter in this passage of John, he says, you're going to go where you don't want to go. You're going to be led where you don't want to be led. And Peter's going to continue to follow even after that. And I think the big thing for us is to say, we don't concern ourselves with other, how other people are following Jesus. 
what we have to concern ourselves with, are we following Jesus? Are we looking to Jesus, or are we looking to some other person that's trying to point us to Jesus? And yes, there should be people in our lives that want to point us to Christ. But we have to look first to Jesus in order to learn how to follow after him. Part of what we do as a community of believers is we have something called covenant friendship. Um, We haven't added a whole lot of people in the last few years, um, and that's okay. Um, But we are adding someone today to our membership, to our covenant friends. Um, And we're excited about that. Um, Pat used to, was Millsaps, and since she's been here, she got, she turned into Zerby because she got married to this guy, Ryan, that's our awesome coffee maker a couple times a month, and also bakes a lot of good stuff. So, um, but Pat is coming to to join us as a covenant friend today, and um, we want to welcome her in that. Ursula is going to stand with her because Ursula is kind of, we sponsor our covenant friends, and covenant friendship for us just really means that people are committed to the mission and the values of not only the church, but the denomination. They kind of hold to some of the things that we hold to. Um, And it just at a little different commitment level than maybe just somebody that is kind of checking us out and showing up. So, Pat, why don't you come up here? Ursula, why don't you come up here? I'll pass you the mic. We'll probably, we'll just do this right on the floor here. Um, But Pat, they, you guys started coming right about this time last year, right? Yeah, come, 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 come look at people. Come let them see you. You guys go right here. So Pat, Pat and Ryan, um, they showed up the week before. It was like right, it was almost this weekend, last year. And then we were going to have the 4th of July thing at my house. And they asked for the address and showed up. It was like, that's some brave people to like meet us one week and then show up at somebody's house. Like we could have all been serial killers or something. I don't know. So, but anyways, we're glad you guys came and are a part of our, our community. We're glad you're making this step today. Um, I'm going to have Ursula go first and tell us about Pat, and then we're going to have Pat give us a little bit about her, her and her story and how she ended up here and why she wants to be a part of our, be a, be a part of this, us following Jesus together. So um, when I first met Pat, when they showed up that Sunday, um, she just has such a beautiful smile. She's so friendly. Um, and uh, as she was started coming, um, she actually sought me out um, and asked about could she help out with the church and could she greet. And so I was like, of course, we'd be happy to have help. So... <laughs> She started greeting. Um, She's done a fabulous job. Her and Ryan come um, and get everything set up for the greeting, and that's been really great. Um, As she's been coming to the church, I've been able to speak to different things with her. I think her faith is pretty obvious through um, the things that she says and um, the way that she acts and... um, so I am um, pleased that I am able to sponsor her. Yes, it's in my heart, but my memory. Okay. Well, I attended church with my mom since I was like three years old, and I came to know Christ when I was at a Methodist revival meeting, um, I was about 12 years old. 
I went with my grandmother. She went for years. It was in Millsboro, Delaware, Carrie's Camp. They meet like in, in August, the hottest time of the year. And um, it, it was just there that I accepted Jesus as my personal Savior. Um, I didn't get baptized until I was almost 30 because I relocated to Nashville, Tennessee, where I spent 30 years. And I attended New Song Christian Fellowship. It was a non-denominational church. And it was their Woodbine campus. And I was active. Um, I was in vacation Bible school and did things like greet and make coffee and welcome people. Um, at my last church in Allentown, I served as a deacon, and I was their part-time church administrator. And it was a very structured church. And, you know, I think that's what drew me to Coinus, especially the first time I was here. I had been visiting other churches, but I didn't feel connected. And I decided to join after visiting this other churches and meeting Ursula and everybody and hearing Julia saying it, it was, I felt at home. Um, so I feel at home and at, and at peace. And I look forward to serving and growing with coyness. We're gonna we're gonna pay for pay. We're gonna pay for Pat. We're gonna pray for Pat <laughs> and her commitment. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this day. We thank you for Pat Zerby and her commitment and love for you. Um, her love for this body of believers, Lord. I pray that as we um, continue to grow and to learn about you, Lord, that we will um, be good followers. We will be folks that, who, are, who would draw others to you um, through our love, through our compassion, through our service, Lord. I thank you for Pat and her testimony out in the community and for her service um, in this place and her love for you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. So part of, part of us following, following Jesus is being a part of a community, right? And sometimes it's official like that, semi-official. We didn't, like, make her sign any papers or anything like that. Sometimes it's official and sometimes it's less official. There's people that followed Jesus around that weren't a part of the 12, but there was people that, that, were, um, that were still pretty close. You know, you have the story of Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea, who weren't official followers, but they definitely loved Jesus and knew what he was about and wanted to serve him and, and take, care of what, take care of his legacy. And so as we kind of complete our, the, the message portion or the, I don't know, what we even call those things that we're, we combine together today, we want to take communion together. Um, again, all over, the, all over the world today, there's other people that will be taking communion. All those other people 
at least have some intention on following after Jesus. They love, they love him, and they honor him, and they, they want to remember the, what he did for us. And that's part of our following as well, is to, with that church united, that larger C church, follow after Jesus. So something we all kind of get around to say, hey, we do this together. Um, we do it in this space but other people do it in other places. And in that act, we all are following after Jesus. So I'm going to well, where's Dan? Maybe we have some other music to, some uh, other music to, oh, there he is. <laughs> he was going to strum for us. Are you okay, too? Okay. He's going to strum for us. Um, I'm going to have you guys come up, and then we'll take the communion elements together. As soon as he starts playing, we can come up. Thanks for listening to the Koinos Podcast. If you like what you hear, like, subscribe, and share it. You can connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at CC and on YouTube at Koinos Community Church. Until next time, be well, do good, and love others.